Welcome back, listeners. On this episode, I spoke to costume designer Megan Kasperlick about her work on Moon Knight. Kasperlick is a three-time Emmy nominee for Fahrenheit 451, Mayor of Easttown, and Moon Knight. She is also a CDG Award nominee. First off, I just have to say congratulations on um, your Emmy nomination. How exciting. Thank you so much. Um, It's very exciting. And to be nominated with my team is really amazing because so many people put so much hard work into it. So it's really cool. Mm -hmm. And where were you when you found out? Um, I was... I think I was out shopping. I'm doing a um, job in Atlanta right now. And I think I was out shopping when I found out because I definitely was not, I wasn't by a computer and somebody texted, texted me. So mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. I guess which projects you're working on right now. Right, oh, do you know? I, is it civil war? I finished Civil War um, and then I've worked with Regina King before um, when I did Watchmen. And so she called me and she was doing a job in Atlanta. So I just kind of kept my same, most of my same team and just rolled over. Um, Regina King is um, directing. um, It's called A Man in Full with Jeff Daniels, um, Diane Lane and Lucy Liu. So yeah, so great cast. And so we're just here at Atlanta again. Love that. Love that for you. Um, but I wanted to go back just a bit in time to, I mean, you have such an interesting filmography and, um, I just wanted to touch base on a few things before diving into midnight. Um, and I just really just a couple sentences on each one and just what you took away from the particular project, from the director, from your team, whatever, whatever you want to say about it, but these are some projects that really interested me, um, starting with um, American Hustle. Yeah, I was the assistant designer to Michael Wilkinson, who I kind of, he really showcased and showed me just the broad spectrum of costume design. Um, I'm a New York, I came out of New York, um, and there wasn't these type of jobs happening really in New York. So we did American Hustle in Boston, And I just learned so much. It was a very wild ride. Um, David O. Russell is definitely like a very interesting um, director to work with. And his perspective and his like process is amazing and all inclusive and he includes everybody in on it. So that was like an amazing feeling. Sometimes as an assistant, you don't get to be in that um, world so much and be with the designer and the heads of department. And Michael was very great about allowing me to kind of be in those meetings. And I think it definitely like made me ready to design because I was involved so much with the department heads. So it was, and then of course the end product and what happened, it was just like so dazzling and sensational on screen when you saw it, it was like, it was just, it had such magic to it. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And then um, Fahrenheit 451. So Ramin Barani is a director and that was my, that was my first experience with Ramin and now we've become really good friends and collaborators. And I think I just went into it with, um, I wanted to make something fresh, but I really loved the book. And I read the book when I was younger and um, Ramin really loves to say true to the originator of the material. So, but then put obviously our twist on it. So I had an amazing time doing that and custom designing um, 
all of the uniforms were made to order. And it was really cool because I wanted, I knew we'd be filming at night. So I wanted, and I knew it would be like dark with like the fire. And I knew that if I put enough wax on the jackets that the light would bounce off and reflect on it. So there wasn't a lot of lighting from um, the cinematographer. So when we were exterior and doing all the fires, so the light was bouncing off of the jackets with the wax and it was helping like light the actors faces. So that was very intentional. And I thought it like really photographed so well. Mm -hmm. And then, um, I mean, a truly remarkable project, not saying or discounting any of the other ones, but um, <laughs> Watchmen. Mm -hmm. um, I think anyone who worked on that show we might have not known the first couple of episodes how special it was, but by the time you got to like episode like episode six, there was just it was an amazing project to be a part of. I got to showcase not only contemporary design, but like that these characters um, were making their own costumes in a way of these vigilantes. So that part was amazing because it wasn't full super suits and still obtainable. Uh, so that was really fun and a, a great way to showcase the characters. And then, of course, Lady True and working with Hong Choi and Jeremy Irons and, of course, Regina. Um, and I really be, built relationships with everyone I worked with on that. And it's been amazing because I'm in contact with all of those people constantly. And we really had quite an amazing family with the, with that group. Yeah, no, it, it definitely seemed like it, um, especially coming out during, well, not coming out during the pandemic, but really getting that sort of like surge of individuals watching it during the pandemic, um, yeah. especially with Black Lives Matter um, sort yeah. of taking front and center. So um, I could definitely tell during that sort of summer experience or summer time, um, mm -hmm. I mean, you can just, I don't know, with some, you can just tell that it was like a family and I can, I can definitely yeah. sense that. Um, and then selfishly, just my, I think my, favorite little project to ever exist, <laughs> Mayor of Easttown. Yeah, it's it was really um, phenomenal. I think that's a project that came out at the right time um, for people to watch. And I owe so much to not only Kate, but the entire cast for really being collaborators and walking into a room full of clothing that's like not luxe and luscious and delicious in the sense of like, oh my gosh, this is designer clothes. It was really like, we are playing characters and everyone has to look like they are from this area of Pennsylvania and every single person was game to do it. So that's really refreshing because I love collaborating and really building characters. Um, and Kate was just so great. Like she came in and was ready to um, be mayor and it took her a long time to shake mayor. She uh -huh. said that she had she had mayor in her for like a long time after because we started pre-pandemic and then um, and then finished like in the pandemic. We were one of the first HBO shows to go back during the pandemic to um, reconvene at the shooting. So it was um, a labor of love for everyone. And I think everyone that was on that job really appreciated it because not only of the content and the actors, but also the individuals that were part of that group. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I just, I had to ask. So thank you for humoring me. I, I just, I love that. Oh, no. So much. Everyone loves it. It's amazing. <laughs> it's just, I, 
I don't know, you put Jean Smart and Kate Winslet in a room and it's hard to, um, yeah, or not to love it. So yeah, um, exactly. But moving into the, the present and your most recent show, I mean, Moon Knight, how, how does one get a call or did you get a call? How did the, how did the beginnings of this sort of come to you or um, I'll just, I'll let you sort of answer that. Yeah. So I was working on Mare Town and I knew the project was happening. I really was like intrigued by it and wanted to know about it and wanted to be, wanted to know more. And um, Greg Middleton, who was one of the DP cinematographers on Watchmen, put my name in the hat. And so that's how I got the phone call. So I owe Greg a big thank you. And we can high five at the Emmys because um, he's also nominated. So that's really amazing. And we're just like, we work really well together. And he was like, you need to come and do this. So I um, got the call and I interviewed and got the job and I prepped in the United States for two months, maybe three months, two and a half months. And then we went to Budapest and filmed in Budapest and prepped and filmed in Budapest and then also in Jordan. So it was really exciting because there's two places I hadn't been and I love being able to explore new cities and work with new people. So it was all really exciting. And then of course, creating all of the costumes was really cool because there was amazing, amazing tailors in Budapest. And we had very little, like, um, there's not as many stores there. So um, it's not like America where you can just go to the mall like that. They have malls, but it's just not the abundance of like selection that we have in America. So I just started buying fabric and making a lot of contemporary clothes because not only did we not have the selection, but also it was during um, Hungary was in a lockdown and a lot of Europe and the UK was in a lockdown. So shipping was very challenging. <laughs> so, yeah. um, it was, so it was just kind of a cool thing because when you're doing contemporary clothes, you don't make most of them, you just purchase most of them. And so it was great that we, I mean, we were making so much, so that was like really cool. Mm -hmm. And I mean, what was it like sort of working under the Marvel umbrella? Everyone is so lovely and so nice. And they're obviously like, they have a visual, the biz dev department that they kind of like start concepting what's happening in this show and it's being written and whatnot before the heads of department get in there. But I had an amazing experience and everyone was great. And I definitely got to like help develop and then like really kind of run with a number of characters and, um, I had a great experience. Mm -hmm. And I mean, you've spoken at length about many sort of of the, I mean, just the different challenges that you had with different costumes and all this, but um, I'm curious just from your perspective, I mean, what was a, what was a favorite of yours or something that someone hasn't mentioned yet that you wanted to just get out there for people to maybe take a, another look at? Um, well, a contemporary costume, um, when Oscar is Mark and he has kind of his Egypt desert look and it's kind of that like white jacket with the green vest over it and the white pants. I mean, we made those pants out of bed sheets because we couldn't find the color and we couldn't find the fabric. So I just ordered a lot of bed sheets and we were making pants out of bed sheets and um, 
that jacket is actually like a unisex jacket. Um, and so when Oscar put it on, I was like, this is the costume. Like, this is going to be not only the costume, it will be one of the posters for the show. Like I knew instantly when he put it on. Uh, so that was kind of cool. And it really ended up being the poster, one of the posters. Um, so that was great. And I think I, I named Tower X. I think everyone thinks like, oh, Moon Knight or Mr. Knight or Scarlet Scarab. But I really had an amazing time developing um, Ethan's costumes, Harrow's costumes, because Ethan and I sat in the fitting room and just talked about it for like an hour and a half. And mind you, we had had conversations prior to him coming to Budapest. And we talked about it, talked about it, talked about it. And it was really like the most simplistic costume, but so impactful, I think, as a character. And it just signified so much of being part of the people and being with the people, but then having these like clunky harachis that you would never expect a cult leader to like have something like this. So I think the collaboration that I had with um, Ethan was really like really, really amazing. And it's, I mean, I collaborated with all of the actors, but Ethan and Oscar and May were, it was just really special having that. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, I, that warms my heart because I just, I love Ethan Hawke. Well, I love Oscar too, but I, it's just, Ethan Hawke is just, I don't know, every growing up seeing him, it's just, it's amazing just to see how his career has sort of transformed and just to, I mean, to be in this is just another sort of like, it's just so interesting um, to see the choices yeah. that, he, that he makes. Um, and he's, was, he's such a brilliant filmmaker too. He's so, he thinks about the details that I think about as a costume designer, he appreciates and he would thank me like every day. And it just like, it meant so much that he like actually cared so much and noticed that I was taking care and my team was taking care to make the costume for him. So that was really cool. Mm -hmm. And um, an interviewee that I've had in the past, Donald Noah, I'm just curious if you, what your sort of collaboration was like with him on the show if there was any yeah a lot of times I, I I do collaborate with the hair and makeup department um Donald definitely like we talked through a number of characters and especially with um I talked with Donald about a lot about May because as soon as you put um who plays Layla as soon as you put a lot of makeup on her it like completely changes her so much. And even a subtle like lipstick or something would really like change her. So we really discussed that as like with her character. And then with, I would say with um, Oscar playing all the characters, I did discuss with Donald, but I also discussed in length with his, um, with Oscar's hair person, Tim Nolan, because the hair just even switching like sides or like having a hair come down or a little gel that made such a difference in, um, in who Oscar was playing. And there was definitely skin texture changes and whatnot, but the hair played so much into Oscar's character. Mm -hmm. And I mean, is there anyone else? I mean, obviously you've mentioned the cinematographer being someone that you've worked with in the past, but is there any anyone else that you just loved working? I mean, obviously you said you love working with everyone on the on the show, yeah. but is there anyone in particular that you're just, I don't know, grown fonder for um, because of this series? Yeah, so Stefania Sella is the production designer and her like sets were just they just blew me away the one when they're in alexander's tomb where the water where um mark and stephen fall back into the water 
I mean, I wish everyone could have gone into that set because the detail alone in just like one pillar was just so amazing. Um, it was just, it was really phenomenal, the, the sets that she did. And she's just an amazing production designer and she's done a few other Marvel things and, um, but she's just phenomenal. And then Sean Faden, who was the uh, visual effects supervisor, we worked very closely in my department with the visual effects people because there was so much um, enhancement, like all the costumes were practical, but there was enhancement to like um, Khonshu and Tauret and Amit because of like the actual skull heads or the the hippo head and whatnot so that we worked so closely with them to the point where we were giving them all the materials we were they were photographing like the tiniest of details and we gave them pattern pieces so that they were like very aware and concerned that they wanted to make sure like Sean said to me I want to make sure the integrity of your design is on screen and we're not altering it so pretty much everything was true to how we made it. And then if they had to enhance with like when they did the heads and, and whatnot, that was, that was a true collaboration as well. It was really amazing. Mm -hmm. And was there ever a moment that you felt intimidated or just, I don't know, scared of, I don't know, just the, the, the vastness of sort of like the Marvel universe and being lost in it at all? I'm not one that goes in with fear. I feel like I go in very focused on what job I have to do. I was, the only costume that I was like actually afraid of was the Mr. Night suit because it's a three piece white suit and three piece white suits can go like very wedding singer so quickly. So I at first was very concerned about that. But then when we made the suit and we put it on, I was like, wow, this, does not look like a wedding singer suit and it like I purposely chose upholstery fabric that had like a silver lame in it so like the light would bounce off of it so it did not look like a three-piece suit so I would say I haven't been in fear of it of the Marvel universe there was a few people who tried to say to me but this costume has to be really amazing and the only time I was nervous is like waiting for the reaction to come out for Moon Knight and then also Scarlet Scarab because Moon Knight being from the comic, like what is the reaction from the fans and also the new audience to the show. And then with Scarlet Scarab being a new character, it also into the MCU, I just wanted to, I was hoping her react, the reaction would be the same as Moon Knight. Mm -hmm. And it seemed to be, so that was really, that was really nice. It was like a... <laughs> wipe the sweat off the face yeah yeah um, and then final question for you I mean what's your takeaway from this I mean just this entire sort of journey that you've been on obviously you've moved on to new projects and have sort of had some time to sort of think about the whole thing but I mean what is your sort of I don't know state of the union after after completing the project I really would love to um keep creating these bold characters and I think that there's so much not only like fantasy but there's so much amazing things that you can do within not only the Marvel universe but also like a fantasy world that was really cool um my last job was very uh with Civil War was very much reality like if it happened right now and my current job is contemporary so I'd really love to I love mixing it up so I really want to jump back into like a sci-fi fantasy situation for the next one um 
I feel like I have more to show what I'm able to do in that world. So I'd really love to jump back in. But that is not but that is not confirming a season two because I've been told there's not a season two at this time. <laughs> if that's the question. No, no, that would no. I just I wanted to get your <laughs> general takeaway from the from the project. Thank you all for listening. This episode was edited and produced by me, Jackson Vickery. Graphics were done by Dylan Michael, and the opening and closing theme were done by Sterling Gavinsky.